0: everybody it's me ed carball mixed martial arts contributor for mmanews.com my mmanews.com, suredog.com and uh 137pm.com you can follow me on twitter that's at Carbazel. you spell that c-a-r-b-a-z-e-l and uh this week is may the 4th uh so if you're not watching star wars right now this is for uh, this week's uh, podcast, The MMA Afterthought. And um, I'm go- I just finished writing up my, uh, my predictions for the main card of UFC 249. You know, I submit uh, my picks to both uh, MMANews.com and SureDog.com. So I figured I'd... Uh, I'm trying this, something new here. I'm using this audio live stream uh, app called Spoon. I know that's a weird name for an app, but, you know, it, that's the age we live in. So I figured so if I um, start answering questions and stuff, like I said, I know I said before I wanted to try to do stuff on Periscope, but that uh, I don't know why it's uh, such an issue. Actually, it may not be. I know Anchor just updated the uh, uh, audio processing audio from video. So if I can just figure out how to do that. On a desktop or maybe do it from my phone i think i can save it on my phone anyway i'm thinking out loud but so right now i'm using one called spoon which is a live stream so you might hear me read some stuff off from people that jump into that live stream i shared that on twitter too for anyone that wants to jump in but uh ufc 249 main card picks this is the second go at a pay-per-view event uh mixed martial arts event during a global pandemic and of course it's happening in florida um, Jacksonville, Florida. Doesn't really matter. I've the I Star, V I Star. I forget the name of this this arena or stadium, but what difference does it make since no fans can buy tickets because it's closed off events? So, uh, main card is uh, Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson for the interim lightweight championship because we know the UFC likes to do interim lightweight t- uh, Interim titles. Uh, Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz. Uh, this is Cruz's first fight back and he's going straight for the bantamweight title against Henry Cejudo. Uh, and then you get, uh, there's two heavyweights on the main card, Francis and versus two heavyweight fights on the main card. And these are one of the two matches, Francis and versus Jaron Zeno who, um, um, they both are just like big dudes that lay people out. And then uh jeremy stevens versus calvin qatar they're both coming all off of losses and an uh, interesting take i have on them so i'm gonna get to that in a second and then um greg hardy versus jorgen DeCastro. castro so when they first announced the uh, the card uh it was i saw donald Cerrone versus uh anthony pettis as the opener but i guess because that's a rematch and they're both uh you know like well known they're having them head off the um espn red which is the broadcast portion of the card as the um you know like that main espn prelims main bout um and it's a rematch between them two and you know pettis is a former champion and cowboy's been a, a top ranked 155 or 170 guy for a while so plus he wants to come back oh, after his loss uh to conor mcgregor so that's um something that's uh you know, they flip-flopped that last minute. I guess it makes sense if you're trying to get to people to tune in. Um, before I do the picks, I got to say, man, and I think I said this last week on the MMA Afterthought, and I know I've said it on Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm probably going to say it again. Just, uh, by the way, folks that listen to that one, we're doing that podcast on Friday night uh, just because, you know, this is the second time they've tried to pull this off we don't know what could happen with uh the coronavirus uh case numbers especially in florida from what i'm hearing they're jumping or they're rising um not for nothing i mean i only kind of watched i i checked the, the the stats globally and for the state that i'm in which is new jersey every day because i'm sure i mean i'm not trying to make it like it's an annoying thing because obviously a lot of people are being affected by it but my whole take is I'm just kind of tired, and then you know you have people saying numbers are being fudged, the numbers are being, um, you know, fabricated, and you find out that that's not true. So you got to wonder who's telling the truth. I mean, it's just it'll it'll make you freak out and and go all, you know, Walking Dead, uh, apocalypse style. You know, the division type of raids and shit if, if you keep watching the news so i'm uh, i'm laying off of that so i just get the the, the data i'm just uh checking to see uh, if they're dropping some places they are some places it's not so anyway this is not that kind of podcast so anyway my picks oh yeah but before i get into that you know i would think if you really want to you know everyone's at home not everybody likes to order a pay-per-view the the fact that they're still trying to do a money grab for a pay-per-view it would be really nice if they just put the whole damn thing on ESPN, because Lord knows ESPN needs the content right now. Um, there have, has been no live sports at all. Um, I mean, you know, outside of talking head shows and replays of old boxing and old football and old, old baseball events, um, this is a chance to grab some new fans. And uh, and then later when this is over, you, you know, you can even say this would normally be a pay-per-view, but... For folks at home, we're doing it like this, and then you know that'll be something that when this is over, and folks are working again and have money to spend and stuff like that on a the pay-per-view, they could be like, "Hey, remember that time? I'm gonna buy it because they, this, is, this is a good chance for them to grab some new fans. Because as big as the UFC is and as much money as they throw around, you know, MMA is still climbing an uphill battle, especially if you're into you know, not to get political. I don't like to get political, but everybody knows Dana White and Donald Trump are friends and. You know, so there's probably people looking to uh, that, that that don't know about the sport and are already putting it on a blacklist just because of that association. So, you know, it is what it is, but that's that's the world we live in. But anyway, so <clears throat> without further ado, my main card picks uh, that I'll be submitting with the rest of the staff over at MMAnews.com. Uh, we'll start with, uh, I guess, I'll start from. I'll start with the. Uh, I usually start with the main event and then go down the list. But I'll start with the the opener, the main card opener, and work my way up to the main event. So, opener is Greg Hardy versus Jorgen De Castro. So they're both uh, they're both new. They both have young records. Like uh, their fights are under a certain amount of. Are uh, uh, they? Uh, they're both like I think they have both have less than ten. W- greg hardy's like five and two jorgen de Castro six and oh um but they the the bulk of their wins probably all of their wins are uh, i think all but uh de castro's he's six and zero, oh and all of um I'm off the top of my head I'm, I'm not bringing up the record oh i actually do have it up here six and oh one of them are decision so they're both um young trying to make their name in the sport and both knockout guys um You know, the uh, Hardy's five and two because he's got those two. Uh, he's got the. Two, I mean, the the one losses was disqualification or whatever the case was. Then you have the inhaler gate thing. You know, his his career is weird because obviously his association with football. They know football fans are gonna. Which is probably why this got bumped up to the main card too. Mm-hmm. But um, the other thing is, uh, you know, he's still new and and has a lot of to grow grow as a fighter in mixed martial arts he's got a long way to go um and the same can be said for DeCastro Castro since he's only got a 6-0 record but uh so the thing of it is I mean Hardy likes to go forward press on and try to end the fight early with a knockout he's been a mostly successful doing that but the thing that makes me my pick is Jorgen DeCastro and the thing that made me pick that fight was because um especially if you see the last fight DeCastro is able to uh counterpunch when retreating when someone's charging at him and uh, I think Hardy might have a re- reach advantage over him but if he fights that in that aggressive manner where he, he tries to walk him down and, and, and just fire away um, I feel like DeCastro might be able to uh, counter him and drop him in a similar fashion I mean you know that's neither here nor there because uh, uh, Hardy defeated that uh, the dude from LFA I forget the fighter's name actually have his record up that was his last fight or the fight before that uh, was it Ben sosly sosly uh geez. they gave him a decision but and you know that that's the inhaler gate fight and then he lost the decision to volkov after that um so and volkov's like a legit you know uh, that was a mismatch I don't know Lord knows why that happened. But anyway, like I said, Hardy, you know, he's new to MMA, but the UFC likes him because he does have, you know, of his five wins, they're all knockout, and that's, uh, you know, that's Highlight Real Worthy TV. So anyway, my picks is uh, Jorgen DeCastro. I, th- I think he can catch him the same way he won his last fight by knockout. Um, and he's got the win, you know, the one big win by decision. Uh, the The loss is uh, – the that's not over the loss – or the no contest, or whatever it is, you know, uh, you know, he's, uh, Hardy's already got a loss by decision. Sorry for stuttering. So the next fight Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Katara. Both these guys are coming off of losses. Um, so the thing is, I noticed when I was looking these guys up and reading their records on paper and stuff was that, uh, there's, a uh, uh there's, uh, they, they both complement each other in that, you know, Stevens has a lot of, uh, wins by KOs, but he's also got a losses by decision. And in that respect, um, all, uh, Qatar has a lot of, uh, decision win. Well, not a lot. I think he's got more. I forget what he has more of, but he's got a significant number of decision wins. Uh, and vice versa. You know, he can get knocked out. Um, right let's see what I wrote. opposite is true for Qatar. both are coming off well yeah mostly by decision his losses are mostly steven's losses are by decision qatar's got enough decision wins that he could pull it off so i picked calvin qatar for that fight because of that reason um granted stevens could end it at any time because of all those knockouts he has so then we go on to uh the the real heavyweight fight that's with the veteran guys francis ningano versus jaron zeno rosenstreich so, these two heavyweights, again, both high knockout rates. And, um, but because of their experience, I don't see. So, one of two things could happen. They could try to see who has the, the bigger knockout power and try to knock each other out. But uh, anybody that watches, if you've watched enough fights, whether it be boxing, mixed martial arts, grappling events, you know it's a game of, uh, it's, it's chess. It's not checkers. So, um, fighting smart i think is gonna whoever the farters farter smarter fighter is here uh i think it's that's what we're gonna see a win um i'm sorry i keep getting distracted because uh i don't know if i said it when i started recording this but i'm using this spoon app so i keep checking to see if anyone chimes in with a question um i've been going for about as long as i've been recording this or uh, 15 minutes on there so um, so you'll, if I read it off on here, you know, it'll, it'll be part of the podcast. I'll figure it out. Maybe I should try a stream, but anyway, Engano and Rosenstrike. So, uh, I gotta make an edit, put in Francis's first name. My pick for this, that fight is Francis Ngano. Reason being is that, uh, Ngano has a couple of submission wins to his record. Um, so I think uh, I think because, uh, if anyone's going to try to to go off off of the regular template of knocking dudes out, it might be Engano. You know, it is a three-round fight, so maybe the first round they test each other or swing away, and if uh, you know somebody's power is cause for concern for the one or the other, then we'll see if it goes past the first round that's when we'll see someone try to do you know go for a takedown or try to do like leg kicks or something of that nature and um i for some reason just because of the submission you know again ingano does have submission wins i think francis ingano can win it uh you know but we'll see what happens that could be a quick one um ingano has ended most of them quickly as of late so now we're moving on to the co-main event henry cejudo versus dominic cruz Interesting one, because uh, both of these guys have had injuries that have had them, you know, uh, out of action for a while, but um, Dominic Cruz has been out longer, uh, I think his, I mean Dominic Cruz, I don't want to say he's injury prone, but he has been, he's had had bad luck and been out a lot uh, due to injury, so... Um, He's been out longer than, than you know, Sejudo went in injured uh, and picked up the other injury during his last fight against Marlon Moraes when he won the Bantamweight title. So that makes it, uh, and he's an Olympian, gold medalist too for wrestling. And <clears throat> something about those guys, they just have a different, um, I want to say their motivation or attitudes are different when it comes to competition and fighting and stuff uh i feel like you know i i for dominic cruz is my dude i mean that he's, he's definitely like a life coach level type of fighter um sorry for that notification bell but i'm doing this through through my laptop while i'm watching this stupid spoon app um i won't do this again probably i'll probably just try to upload find out Maybe wait for a Spoon to figure out how to upload stuff. But uh, anyway... So I'm picking Henry Cejudo just because of... It's hard to pick against the Olympians, especially if they won a gold medal. I, I think the layoff for Cruz might... You know, he didn't get younger. Everyone gets older. And, you know, there's that quote from the Rocky movies about time and, and not being undefeated. And, and that definitely holds true. You know, it's a combat sports movie. And it's there's a reason why he said that. So... Uh... Cejudo might take it, but Dominic Cruz absolutely has a, a striking advantage. Um, if he can stay away from Cejudo's, uh forward-like uh, takedown attempts, um, I think Dominic Cruz can take him and win this, uh, win the bantamweight title. However, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Cejudo might be able, just because he's the fresher and more determined Olympic-level athlete. He might just be too much for Dominic Cruz. Probably, you know, not the best fight to take coming after a long layoff like Cruz had. So that's the other reason, too. I'm picking Henry Cejudo. We'll win that one. And then we have the main event for the interim lightweight title. Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. Um, Man. So, you know, this is the second time they're trying to do this fight. Uh, I mean, it's, it's still the same fight. It's not like Ferguson, Khabib, where... You know, five times canceled for, like, legit reasons... Illnesses, injuries, pandemics... Um... Anyway... Gaethje versus Ferguson... (sighs) Y'all gonna disagree with me, but... I have never picked against Justin Gaethje... So, obviously, I'm already telling you... My pick is Justin Gaethje... He's a former World Series of Fighting lightweight champion... Um... And if you listen to any of his interviews leading up to this fight... I mean, uh, he acts like he's going to uh, uh, the final battle of his life, <laughs> and and he's he's just ready to die in the cage. He's actually said that, and he actually uh, one of the quotes he said in, in an ESPN re- interview was, um, "I won't respect Ferguson if he doesn't try to kill me." And and that just right there is it, it's one of the many things that makes Justin Gagey a dangerous guy. And and the other thing is too. If you didn't follow his career in World Series of Fighting to know where I'm coming from, every single fight he's had in the UFC, he has gotten Flight of the Night or Performance of the Night bonuses um, because you know his nickname is The Highlight. So win or lose, he, he still walks away with a bonus. And then if you look at the guys that he lost to, they don't really do so well afterwards. Like, okay, Dustin Poirier maybe is a, a, a K case for argument against that but um you know he lost to uh khabib but everybody loses to khabib uh yeah employee has evolved a lot so so maybe maybe he's the the unique case but like you know like i don't know man it just looks like folks aren't the same look at eddie alvarez uh eddie alvarez uh went through beat him but he it was like three four rounds and uh before he got the tko and then you know, obviously he left the UFC, and and I know he's had wins and won, but they've been like, you know, they've been scary wins, like like he almost lost and then he won. But I mean, that's definitely Eddie Alvarez kind of way of fighting too. So, um, Gaethje Gaethje's just a concerning. There's a reason why he's ranked top and and within the so close to the title, and obviously the winner of this gets Khabib, and um, Gaethje feels his style is is. Uh, is the one that can beat uh, Khabib, but obviously, you know, we would rather see Ferguson. Khabib, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know if we should. We should try to see it because uh, if if all these things happening, you keep making it not happen. They messed that up in the first place, though. I, I already told you I'm picking Justin Gaethje in the main event. But before I close out the podcast, uh, they <laughs> they they messed up from the beginning. First they booked it, and you know, first they booked it uh in Brooklyn. And I know they kind of had to cuz Khabib being the champion and uh you know, he got the short end of the stick when they when they handed down the uh the punishments for the whole 229 thing with him and Conor. So he said he doesn't want to fight in Las Vegas anymore. So okay, I get it. You know, they could have done it in Cali, they could have done it. You know, they could have done it anywhere else, but they could have done it in the Garden or Nassau Coliseum. But if you guys don't know me, I personally i have a strong belief that barclays in brooklyn and i hang out in brooklyn i like the beer there you know the chicks are super hot walking around there but uh something about barclays center in brooklyn you don't mma is not welcome there mixed martial arts competition is not welcome there it started with ufc 208 and if you look at everything that's happened the bus incident with with uh, Khabib and um, McGregor. Uh, that that whole week was a mess. UFC 208, the women's featherweight debacle with Jermaine Durandamy and, and Holly Holm. The won that fight and then didn't bother to defend the title. Came up with you know I'll fight anyone anyway. you know she was good to fight unless, she, but she had to fight you know, Cyborg and then uh, you know they had wound up stripping her and having a do-over and and then uh, I mean uh, I know. Uh, when Cejudo fought Dillashaw there. Uh, and when Dillashaw went down to flyweight. That 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 per se that week wasn't a mess. But you know. That's the fight that Dillashaw popped hot for. Um, then we had seen. You know he got suspended. It was also the beginning of the ESPN Plus era. <laughs> of the UFC. Which uh, I don't like. I don't know about you guys. But that's a double paywall for me that you have to have uh you have to have a espn you have to pay for espn plus membership to order ufc pay-per-views and from what my understanding is that is not an easy task um that started in barclays and then uh, uh i think this was their return to barclays again this original booking and look at not only did the fight get get uh, messed up, but you know it came with a global pandemic, so no more MMA in Barclays. That's that's my that's what I'll leave you with. You can do your own research. Thanks for listening to the MMA Afterthought. Again, Friday Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Uh, Matt Hawkins and I with a, a guest, uh, and we'll be uh, doing these predictions again. Also, uh, what else? Uh, I won't be using this spoon app while I record my podcast anymore because this whole time we been recording for 22 minutes going on 23 minutes. Nobody came in with a question or anything. So fuck that app. And (laughs) I think that's it. Uh, May the 4th be with you. Have a fun Cinco de Mayo. And if the fights do happen, UFC 249 May 9th on Saturday. Enjoy the fights. If you're, you know, don't hold it against me if you lose money. (laughs) Take care.